0: a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: everybody else in between. we're kicking it live in Los Angeles media Row. we're taking the place over there's only two teams left standing sports grid versus Fox Sports radio who will outlast each other as we kick it uh, here literally infiniably I think we should be proud of ourselves actually on the grid as we, there's only two networks broadcasting live right now for Media Row. We're the real deal, and shout out to the boys over at Fox for doing a great job uh, in the late night hours, and shout out to our crew for doing a great job as we're throwing it down here. We got the legend, the local legend, Mr. Earl Scakel is going to be joining us uh, here on Media Row. That's how we roll with the celebrities on Media Row. We're playing some jump ball here tonight. It's fitting because we're right across street from the crypto. Former Staples Center. And how badass is that? It's a great arena. You the LA Kings, the Clippers, and uh, and the Lakers in downtown Los Angeles. We got Mo DeKeele live in downtown Los Angeles at the LA Convention Center here this evening as well. If you follow me on Twitter, at the SportsRage, you'll see I posted some cool pictures of the statues outside uh, the arena. And uh, they got some real cool ones. I was surprised, too. They got Luke Robitaille mixed in there. I thought it was Wayne Gretzky. I'm like, is it Wayne Gretzky at first? I'm like, no, no, Luke Robitaille. So this is for the record. Yeah, Luke gets more love than Wayne. Uh, you know, Luke Robitaille is the man and of course runs runs the Kings uh, now. So uh, we're off and running, media row. Uh, you know, everyone's just sort of settling in right now. We've been here before. We've been to Super Bowls before. Monday, you know, the, the, the first night, it's usually pretty quiet. From what I understand, Pat McAfee will be showing up on Wednesday. And That's when you know things are really going to go off the hook because you know he's got the biggest stage and the best set in in the entire building. And um, you know we ran in Andre Reed today, Hall of Famer Andre Reed, Buffalo Bill, uh, Andre Reed. Maybe we'll be able to get Andre on uh, later in the week. But we got some good guests. We got Solomon Wilcox going to be uh, joining us tomorrow, uh, in in on our row in our desk uh, here uh, in Los Angeles. We're kicking it in L.A. live. Now speaking of uh, Los Angeles. I am. I, I get it. I know it's the Super Bowl, and I get it that we're in the area right now, of of the Super Bowl. While well, we are and we aren't, in in, in a sense, but you can see the Rams' popularity starting to pick up. I'm seeing Rams jerseys, not just downtown here. It's not just oh yeah, it's you know whatever. Ramf at, at the NFL experience. I mean, you can see it in stores suddenly. Right, little Ram promos with beer companies and Ram hats in a gas station. That wasn't like that before. And we'll get Mo Dekeel's thoughts on this and Earl, two people who live here. As far as, listen, the Rams aren't going to get catapulted into the Lakers and Dodgers uh, category just like this right away. But Dodger fan and Laker fan will become Ram fan. And Ram fan will be welcomed with Dodgers just like when the Dodgers were going on the run. And we'll get Matthias' thoughts on this. You know, Jalen Ramsey was showing up in the Dodger games. Look, it, the way it's hooked up, the Chargers and Clippers are buddies. <laughs> and nobody cares about either of them, except my boy Matthias. And, uh... Hey, I do, I do. You know what I mean, I'm just, I'm just calling out what it is here. If the Clippers won, that's when they can come up. It's all about winning.
1: Let's roll FXPG. It's the
3: Monday Night Meltdown. This is Sports Ridge. I am Game of Reds, and so we're kicking it live in Los Angeles. Media Row. We're doing it here, and we're breaking it down. Countdown to kickoff uh, is on. We are live in Los Angeles. We've got the legendary Earl Skakel, great comedian, longtime contributor to the program, one of Hollywood's finest comedians. On the Sunset Strip, we'll be stepping up and in uh, with us. You've seen him on TV in different shows, commercials, and everything else in between. Mo Keel, uh great, uh, great, great basketball analyst, will join us live as well as uh, we're getting everybody that we know that lives in Los Angeles to come and hang out with us. But it's not hard. This is, you know, this is the big time here. We're kicking it in the, in the big time, Media Row, Super Bowl 56. Although I will say, it's not the busiest place right now at this time of the evening. And in fact you could say we're taking the place over and I told I told people this they said no no it's not that late it's the west coast and what did I tell I told I told our boy Matthias, I said bro it's going to be known there we're going to own the place like we could actually play tennis or football here like we had some tennis rackets and we we could literally start we could do whatever we wanted here right now we're running run, we're running the joint in the late night hours but we're going to be kicking it with the big girl skate uh, skateball Kicking it uh, with Mo Moe We'll talk NBA basketball uh, with Mo. A lot of stuff uh, going on in the association that I look uh, forward to. We'll get Earl's take. I want to give these guys' take on what's the, you know, the rest status in the city and what it's going to mean. Uh, LeBron says the Lakers are all in together. We'll get Mo's thoughts on that. Uh, the Nets are Reeve Buff 76ers' interest in uh, James Harden. We really didn't think that was going to happen. Karis LeVert got picked up by, uh, of course, um, by the Cavaliers from the Pacers. We'll get Mo Dekeel's thoughts on that uh powell drops 28 in his clippers debut we'll talk about uh, all these later trades trade deadline uh coming up we'll get caught up to date with the props uh that we put in and uh the board is starting to expand uh right now we've got late night olympic ice hockey action going on usa versus the canadian women the canadian women nursing a one nothing lead uh right now and uh we've got about 13 minutes left in the second period of play this is one of the great rivalries in all of sport right now. It really is. This is like Natalia Loba and uh, Chrissy Everett from yesteryear. It's just as good as it gets. The, the late night anger management class. We're kicking it live. LA live. Literally and favorably. This is sports rage. Vent your rage. Bring it
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: is america's primary system working is the electoral college still the best process for electing a president could a third-party candidate ever be successful
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah!
3: My my boy, Big Earl Skakel, going to like this intro a little bit later on. We're thinking it old school. Like I said, we're we're in Hollywood right now. We're going to crank the old school metal. Uh, I think my boy, Moe Dekeel, man, drives around listening to Motley Crue and Rat and stuff, you know, breaking down basketball. Moe Dekeel in the house. Big Earl Skakel going to join us in a couple minutes. We're breaking it down. Sirius XM Channel 159. We're live in Los Angeles. Media row right now. Uh, we're kicking it on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. What's up, San Diego? What's up, SoCal? Uh, come on down. It's going to be open to the public on uh, Thursday and uh, Friday and over the weekend as well. But we're going to be here all week long up until Friday night uh, broadcasting. We're going to kick some serious ass. We're going to have a great time. Let's bring in uh, our first of our many guests that are going to be with us, Mr. Mo Daquil. Keel It's great to see you, bro. Thanks a lot for coming down and joining us in the, in the late night hours uh, here. But hey. This is this is the big leagues, right? Media Row, across the street from from the crypt, L.A. Convention Center. We got the run of the place here too. I mean, you're running the show here, Gabe. I mean, it's fun to get to see you in person. This is this is a new experience to <laughs> get live. And you know, actually, back to back, we came on after Pharrell. I know it was cool meeting Scotty Pharrell. Earl Absolutely. was down uh, with that. Uh, Pharrell was trying to buy uh, Earl's like jean jacket. Like, <laughs> I want to buy your 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 jacket with all those metal patches uh, on it. But, uh, no, it's great to see you, Mo. Thanks a lot for uh, for taking the time to be with us and coming down here tonight. So Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56, you're a basketball guy. But I brought this up earlier on the program. If the Rams win, this makes it them legit. It makes them official. And Laker fan, Dodger fan, Ram fan, part of that same chain.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think it just kind of puts you in the situation of, you got to win championships in L.A. to matter. That's the most important thing. And this is what the Rams are doing. They made a run like... Super Bowl a few years back with Jared Goff didn't work out. You sort of can fall off easily here in L.A. and get lost in the shuffle. The Dodgers are winning the World Series. The Lakers winning in the bubble. you got to win championships to be relevant in L.A., and that's their chance to do it this Sunday.
3: And they're close.
5: Real close. You see
3: it here. You guys are here every day. You notice more and more Ram gear popping up everywhere, right?
5: You're seeing it a little bit more and more. I mean, it's still got a ways to go, but it's, yeah. it's it's working its front. I think the
3: Raiders are probably still the most popular team here.
5: Absolutely,
3: it's not <laughs> even close. Really, you're like, saying. yeah, yeah, you're right, it's true. It's, right?
5: it's probably the Raiders and we saw the Niners fans in here. I mean, it was still got yeah. a while to go. Somebody,
3: somebody told me that in Vegas once. They actually said, you know, it would have been better if the Raiders just went back to L.A. and the Rams came to Vegas. Probably. <laughs> right? yeah, <laughs> just, everyone would have been happy, right? The Raiders are back in L.A., except the Raiders in Vegas. It's crazy because you think of the Raiders. And you think of their fans in a black hole and they're crazy and stuff. And they were here in LA, in those days, it was nuts, bro, in South Central at that stadium. I was going in those days. They weren't allowed that Monday Night Football. Now in Vegas, they didn't want Crazy Raider fan. Now, instead of getting killed by the fans, you should get killed by the players. <laughs> like, with the man. Vegas yeah. Raiders. They've changed things around. Swipping like, it up a bit. Yeah, like, Switching it now off. the players are the ones that are you know, the crazy. I don't know it must be some of a Vegas because I heard Alvin Kamara the other night like attack someone. I mean that's wild. I mean I, he seems like a cool dude, Alvin too. He's chill.
5: You got it. You got to just wonder what the whole story is there before we. Yeah, before yeah. What we was well, said? It, what
3: happened? Exactly, you, But you,
5: you, you, it, Listen, Vegas is a wild place. Everybody feels like a big
3: man when they're in Vegas. Man. Alvin Camara, though, he's, he's got to know better, right? know, yeah, you come on, man. You're out. Al, you're Alvin Kamara. So, so I'm um, all. First things first. I did get I played one game tonight I got my bet in tonight and that was on my Toronto Raptors 116 101 on the road against uh, Charlotte looking at their numbers here I mean Mo you're an analytic guy and you work for NBA teams what do you see when you look at this starting lineup here 24 from Siakam 8 8 assists 11 20 points from OG Ananobi 9 rebounds 2 assists uh Scotty Barnes rookie steps up, 15 points, eight rebounds, three assists, 20 points for Van Fleet, five assists, five rebounds, six for 11 from three, and then Gary Trent doing his thing, man, 24 points. They're not deep, but tell me this starting five doesn't match up against anybody right now. No. The way these guys are balling.
5: They're really solid. And just the one thing I really love on the stat sheet is just listen to this: Siakam 16 shots on Anobi 18.
3: Not a ton of shots from these Barnes, guys, right? Barnes nine,
5: right? Fred Van Fleet 14. Gary Trent Jr., 16. You're kind of spreading the wealth here. It's not just two guys doing all the work on the offensive end, and it's easy to key on them defensively. They got guys that can score. Gary Trent Jr. is playing on another level right now, right? Crazy. He's dropping eight, nine threes a game, and you're just looking around going, like, what? Think about Gary
3: is about this guy's a lot younger than people realize. Very young. He's He's
5: like 22 and a half, 23 years old right now. He's a young kid. I mean, that's the thing. That was why they traded for him last year giving up Norman Powell, who is an important piece for the Raptors, yeah. you know, you, everybody kind of loved Powell. you him up to get Gary Trent Jr. Was to get younger to add another valuable piece going forward. And I think that's just kind of the one of the key pieces for this team As look, man, the Raptors are one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They're beginning to rise. They're beginning to fly out of the standings. I think they're where are they about like seventh or eighth. Yeah, right they're now? starting
3: to knock on the door yeah. of of avoiding the play in, which is very, very important, isn't it? and let's let's get people the updated standings right now and it's funny Mo, because I'm looking so they now they here they are they, they finally they passed the Brooklyn Nets now Raptors now 29 and 23 four and a half games back only of the uh, of the of the one seed Miami Heat right now and th- these are the uh, these are the current odds mo to to win the championship Brooklyn Nets right now are favored to win the championship these guys can't win a game, let alone what well, you're going to bet money that these guys are going to win four playoff series in a row, bro. Look at this. I think, you know, the betting market's whack. Like, talk to me about them. What do you think of the Brooklyn Nets? They're falling apart. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind
5: of just all blown up in their face. Kyrie Irving, yep. with the whole vaccine stuff. We've talked about them at nauseum. You have I mean, the it. whole situation where now James Harden seems pretty unhappy. It, it's one day it's okay, you know, we're we're open to trading James Harden. The next day it's okay, well we're not. We're we're rebuffing the trade, things like that and, and, and all of that. And then you have KD who's been out with the, the, the strain MCL. You have a lot of issues on this team. You're not very deep after those three guys. Those are your main scorers. One of them's a part time player. The other one looks like he's on the bad end of his career there with James Harden looking like he's beginning the slide. It's, it's,
3: it's shocking every time I look at the odds that there's still the odds on That favorite. people still buy into them, right? It's it's amazing. All right, the second choice right now, Golden State Warriors. They're coming in at plus 460. Do you buy in that the Warriors can win the title? They can, but they won't. It's going to be the
5: Phoenix Suns. I'm going to jump right you You're zero. back right. Okay, you're going right to I'm just, it. I'm just going to tell you when I look so at these, these
3: guys are on a mission. A lot of times when teams lose a title, they sort of fall off. But do you like the approach of them not waiting to try to turn it up a notch? They're just looking to kill it every night, all the way through, right to the end again, right? It's all business, and they remind me of the San Antonio Spurs that y- the
5: year after they lost to Miami. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's
3: yeah. All business. Good they're point. Coming
5: down, and they're ready to roll, and nothing has phased this team. DeAndre Ayton contract extension that never happened—that I thought, oh, that might be an issue. Nothing. The whole thing with Robert Sarver, you don't even hear a peep about it anymore, and it didn't sh- Good point. Yeah, it, it didn't did, shake yeah. the team at all. Yeah. You know, even when Aiton goes down, they pick up Bismack Viambo. They've turned Bismack Viambo back into a player. Like, this is wild <laughs> stuff there, you know? And then when I look at people, like, well, you're discounting the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green has a back issue. I'm getting old, man. I'm realizing yeah, yeah, how bad yeah, that yeah, is. When yeah, your back yeah. starts to go, it becomes an issue. It's not something I trust that's going to continue on forward. They got to get a little deeper in terms of their big
3: man in their front court area. I just think the Phoenix Suns right now. It, it's so, they're the bet. Let's We'll hold off on the East. So, usually the Phoenix Suns are getting out of the West once again. You know, it's too bad Utah just falling apart. Injuries of I mean, just this year is just falling apart for them. All right? it, it's it, like melting like a snowball in yeah, Salt Lake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Park City. It's, it's everything that we
5: thought with Utah. You know, the, the, the whole stuff where we talk about them being a good defensive team. They're not really a good defensive team. They give up so many drives to the paint. So it's really just all Rudy Gobert. And if yeah, Gobert, yeah. and everyone else. Yeah. yeah, if you can't be on the court to really swat away all the shots, you're screwed.
3: There's the team just hitting a wall right now. Joel Embiid's really balling. Uh They're at 13 to one. The Lakers are at 18 to one. The Lakers are always worthy of uh, their own segment. <laughs> um, and I know we're up against them. We'll hit the Lakers on the other side. I wanted to talk a little trade deadline with you. Mo's just gonna hang around for a couple of more minutes. We got Berger Osteco stepping up and in. We got George Kurtz kicking with us from. Long Island, New York. We couldn't forget about the K-Man. Couldn't forget about Kurtz. Even though we're in L.A. Feel bad we left him behind. But you know what? He, he wouldn't want to come anyways. Kurtz doesn't like leaving Long Island. <laughs> Late Night Anger the Class, bring it
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right in the new podcast you might be right former tennessee governors bill haslam and phil bredesen posed that question to guests like paul ryan al gore
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, Mo, want to come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife,
3: Hillary. It's the Monday Night Meltdown. I am Aranxi. We're kicking it. It's Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks, the mighty year 1090 ESPN Radio. We're live from Los Angeles on Media Row right now. Moe Keel. Uh, kick with us. We're talking NBA basketball with Mo. Big Earl Skakel will join us. We've got uh, George Kurtz stepping up and in a little bit uh, later on. Kurtz will be our only uh, phone guest. He's in New York. We're in Los Angeles uh, tonight. Earl, one of the best comedians on the Sunset Strip, uh, will be kicking with us a little bit later on. He's got some great Super Bowl. I believe he's got a Stanley Wilson story coming up a little bit uh, later on, which I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to. Actually, I said it's a family program. It's family program, but, you know, nevertheless, we're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Mo, Mo to kill. And so, Mo, we are across the street, literally and figuratively from the home of the Los Angeles Lakers. Great row of statues outside uh, the arena, but what's your take on the Lakers and what's going on right now with this team?
5: Yeah, I mean, there's still a little bit of a mess. You know, they had a big win against the Knicks on Saturday night. Overtime win. Everything looks great. AD looks awesome coming back from his injury. You have LeBron first game back off of the knee, coming off the knee was swelling and was, never really heard what it was kind of called. But the whole thing is they look pretty solid in that sense. Big thing was obviously you had to bench Russell Westbrook in the overtime and just the whole thing you heard it he gave yeah. every time he touched the ball in the corner and it looked like he's about to shoot the whole fan started screaming. No, you know, it's a bad sign there in that instance. It's it's they're so up and down, but I'm not going to bet against this. And
3: He's from here, too, and it's blowing up I mean, it's, on him. It's, huh? it's tough. It's, it's got to be tough for him. He's like, look, I came back home. We're not even at the all-star break yet. And you guys are turned on me, right? It's,
5: it's it's hard in the sense of just, you know, these fans do demand a lot. You know, L.A. fans get a ton of crap for being just.
3: The Laker saying, fans are nuts. They're the ones that are the most. You put that
5: Laker jersey on, you better ball, man. It's a whole nother level, right? Yeah. And, they're, and they're just they're as right. hard as everybody else. And that was kind of a surprising thing. I've never seen a fan base do that. To the home player, and that was weird. But that just shows you the situation with the Lakers is they're putting a lot of this on Russ, and it's not just
3: on Russ. Well, we, you know, I know you and I almost talked about this in the past, in which. They made a scapegoat of Vogel, and it was like Vogel turned around and made a scapegoat of Russ. And, and then they said, all right, let's just blame Russ for everything all the time,
5: it, right? It becomes tough, but you know, I think it all starts with Polinka Just look at the guys. And listen, Russ
3: wasn't in. the one that made a trade for himself that would trade a three guys away that were starters for you, right? right. Or that could, and, two of the three at least could have been.
5: And not even that, he didn't yeah. make the decision of THT over right. Alex Caruso. Yeah. He would have been a huge piece for this team. You know, everything they've kind of brought in, DeAndre Jordan, what does that do for you? You know, that doesn't make any sense in terms of that. Like just all their moves have not been very smart. The biggest, the best one for them has been Malik Monk. He's been awesome, yeah, he's been yeah. kind of a third scorer. But I'll just say this real quick, if LeBron's healthy and AD's healthy going into the playoffs, they're gonna be a tough playoff team. I don't think they're gonna be good enough to win it, but they're gonna give it. a That's a the big run.
3: if though, it's almost like a Brooklyn if at this point.
5: <laughs> well, Brooklyn's if I feel like is a lot bigger at yeah, this point. Yeah, I know what you mean, I know.
3: But one thing about the Lakers, despite all the negativity about this team, and there's a lot of it all the time, one thing about the Laker team is, Look, as it is right now, they're in the playing tournament, and they're not really in danger. You know what I mean? Who's catching them? Portland's not catching them. The Pelicans are sort of—you know—the Pelicans play better ball as they get healthier, but not enough to go on like a playoff run. So the Lakers—do you think the Lakers can get into the top six? You know, you got the Clippers right here. We'll get your tight thoughts on the Clippers. And seems like the Clippers are talking about just shutting everything down, right? No Paul George, no Kawhi, and they seem to they play good without these guys when they come together it was like two years ago before they got these guys remember they had no stars and they started winning right it's you just, notice they have fun mo they get they get going and they lose seems harder. more into it he's like coaching and he's fired up as opposed to just Kawhi you know, giving everyone the darth vader stare right <laughs> well listen they were rolling last year i mean
5: they made it to the conference finals even with yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. and Kawhi going down and everything like that i think it's just one of those things for them this is a gap year whatever you get from this year it's all about next season, when those guys are healthy. That's why they made the norm-file trade. It wasn't for this season. It's for next season, and that's a big piece for them. But your question of did the Lakers getting in the top six,
3: I don't think so. No, huh? I don't think You don't think do so? It. No, you don't think you can pass You like Minnesota better than them? I, I just think that the, the crew we got in the top six right yeah, now, yeah. The right, Denver, six. Dallas, Utah, yeah, Memphis, Golden State, what do you think? John Morant's just on another level. This kid. Huh? I mean,
5: he's taking such a leap. It's so fun to watch. I mean, every game you watch, he, it's excitement. You know, he's going to go to the rim and he's going to do something
3: every yeah. time he's on the court. There's going to be three or four plays where you're just like, wow. I how he just throws his body around. It's almost like an Iverson. Actually, he's got a little. He's got a little Iverson uh, in him. All right. So, Mo, you like the You like Phoenix coming out of the West? All right. So, as far as the East uh, is concerned, this this thing's more of a log jam. You got Miami at the top. The Miami at the top. Milwaukee are sort of going through the motions a little bit, right? You know they're going to dial it up. Giannis will dial it up when he has to in the playoffs. The Bulls, so many injuries. They came out hot. I don't, you know, I, I'm not buying fully into the Bulls. Cavs, I think, have overachieved quite frankly along the way. Even though I like betting on them, the Sixers are hot and cold, man. Like, and then you get the Raptors. The East is kind of like weird, and like any of these teams could beat any of these teams in any series, bro. I mean,
5: you, you, they're just the top five. Isn't it? separated by two games like yes. just think about it every night it. it changes you know yeah, yeah. just the other day philly was third
3: like if you look was, at all these matchups that would all be battles from hell right it'd just be like battle battle you know, battle when you
5: just think about it in the first round series we're going to have something if the playoffs started today we'd have cleveland philly playing right there in the four or five i mean one of those teams, most likely Dude, Philly's going to move. Toronto-Chicago
3: would be a battle. Toronto-Chicago
5: is going to be scary t- for any team to have to play in the first round. They because, have postseason experience, too. But it's just how hard they go. It's such a tough team to have to deal with. So the East is yeah. wide open in that sense. And, you know, even Milwaukee, who I would just say, just by having been there last year, probably out of the favorites. But I'm still worried about no Brooke
3: Lopez. There's an issue there. They're, I feel like they're small. They're yeah. a lot yeah. like the Warriors. They need another big. And there, you know, it's just human nature, right? You get to lose a little of that hunger, yeah. so you get gets back to Phoenix being what the best basketball team and potentially the most hungry team as well. Golden State have had theirs. Brooklyn, it's not happening for them. Milwaukee won last year, so you're saying what you, who would you say? Phoenix, Miami in the finals. Phoenix, uh, Milwaukee. I'm, Phoenix, Philadelphia. Can Toronto actually shock everybody and actually go that deep and make it back to the finals? I'm, I'm, I'm to break your heart here dave nah, so, nah, no, even I, me I, I even i i never <laughs> said that i know
5: can it maybe happen yeah, no, <laughs> i don't think i still think it's just milwaukee at the end
3: and it, Milwaukee. It, it, the honest just steps that up that okay. level right and with an outside
5: chance of miami i think miami can really surprise everybody you know we talked about them they're having built a of for depth. the
3: playoffs this team miami
5: absolutely but they're so much deeper than i thought they were you know beginning of the year i was like okay they're going to sustain an injury here and there and then let's see what happens but then you have Yerk Seven stepping up, Gabe Vincent, Max yeah. Bruce, all of these dudes where we're just like, where does Miami keep finding? He's a these great guys? coach,
3: Bolster, too, huh?
5: One of the best. Him and Ty Lue are the top two coaches in the NBA. I don't. Ty think Lue really, I think right. And there. Lue's
3: never really gotten a lot of credit for being a great coach, actually.
5: Well, he doesn't get the credit because he won it with LeBron. But I don't think everybody kind of understands. That's but isn't that hard.
3: unfair? Like I've said that before. If you if you coach LeBron and you win a title, you don't get any credit for. If you coach LeBron and you don't win a title, you get fired.
5: Well I mean look at Vogel. And
3: look at the exact so Vogel <laughs> won and they're like, Yeah, you know what, Vogel, it's your fault, right? right and now. it's like, man, I won a title for you a year and a half ago with a lot of my defensive schemes. I'm the one that said we'll go small and you know what I mean? Like yeah, all of those things. And that's just part of that is that's just what goes with coaching, right? But Yeah, like, you know it, but it's quick now that you get it's, blamed. It's a like, lot like,
5: sharper. It's it just comes at you so much quicker nowadays. And you know, like they didn't even give Vogel a big extension. They gave him a one more year on his deal. After situation. winning a title, normally you got
3: three to five. There's not a
5: lot of confidence there. That's why, you know, but when we go back to Ty Lue, uh Nick, uh, Eric Spolster, and even Nick Nurse, probably uh, three of the best in-game coaches we got in the league and are willing to change things up on the fly and get moving. And I think that's what separates them.
3: All right, before we get you out of here, Mo, uh, M- M- uh, MVP right now, it's amazing, man. Embiid was like 18-1, to 20-1 to 1 a couple of weeks ago. And he was, we went on that crazy run 30-plus point games. Suddenly he's the favorite right now. Everyone was ready to give it to Curry earlier in the year, but Curry's cooled off a little bit. John Morant steps up and in a ten to one right now. Chris Paul's just balling, man. This guy's just ageless, isn't he? Yeah. Unbelievable.
5: I mean, what did he have tonight? I think like eleven or you notice assists. wherever
3: he goes, they win too. He nearly brought Houston to the finals. If they didn't get, if he didn't get hurt and stuff, they probably win. I'll tell you, this is this is when I knew it was over for Harden. Once he ran Chris Paul out of town. It was you're done. like, oh, you don't want to win
5: if you're this that's, guy. That's guy that's eh? yeah. th- the closest you've ever come to a championship is with yes, this guy. He, yeah, and yeah. You can't find a way to sit and make this work with the two of you, and you want to go get your buddy Russell Westbrook, who doesn't at all fit with style, <laughs> <No>. doesn't <laughs> work at all with the way the team plays. Chris Paul was a perfect fit.
3: That was a problem, you know, and that's and that's just kind of that thing. And Chris Paul. And it, look what how many people too said at the time. What do they need Chris Paul for? They have Booker. And, oh, he's just going to get in the way. Look how my, how look how he's mentored these guys and how much he's made them met tougher physically and mentally. I mean, we talked about
5: Bismack Biyombo in the first segment. Bismack or owes Chris Paul a quarter of his check. That's who makes Bismack Biyombo yeah, yeah. matter, matter
3: offensively. Right? Yeah, like yeah, he's each, setting him up. He yeah. just
5: has the ability to make all five guys on the court matter, and the defense has to watch for it. And I think that's kind of what separates him from everybody else.
3: Uh, Evan Mobley, right now, he's running away with the odds here. Do you think he's the slam dunk? Uh, uh, he's he's got to be. He's a Trojan. He's a yeah, alum so like it's, me. Yeah, so he's got to be him. What are hey. we talking about? So he's member man. You and I talked for it before the draft. A lot of people thought he was a tweener, didn't know about this, didn't do it like that. I liked him. And I don't know. It was probably a, not the best comparison at the time, but he sort of reminded me of me. I said, you know, this guy can do a lot of things Sergi Macca does, actually. Right. Ebock has developed a three-point shot, but physical guy can play in the paint. A little bit of a moves. You know what I mean? Just sort of reminded me of a tough, all-around guy. It's, I'm, I'm almost going to go one step further than that, and this is my shock hit. He's got a little bit of KG in him.
5: You know yeah, the yeah, way yeah, he plays yeah, yeah. with his body length, the way he moves You're around. You're right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like that. Like he's
3: got. He's like, got that quick step for a big man. It surprises people, right? The little quick spin move and stuff blows
5: right by guys. Everything like that. That defensive intensity and that IQ. It's on another level. And that's as a rookie. Wait till three or four years from now when he gets more time on the court.
3: I gotta love it. We're a state-of-the-art facility here. And our system right now for breaks is I got a dude with a piece of tape or it'll be five, ten. Right are But technology, Moe Teal, you're the best, bro. Thanks, for having Thanks you a lot, man, for
2: hanging out with us. Earl Skakel's gonna step up in it. Bring it
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest But let me play devil's advocate here Let's see, so No, that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem Uh, Reese's, you did it You stumped this charming devil Everything is changing so fast I mean, back in my day We were lucky if we could get one video to load But now with the Xfinity 10G network You can power a house full of devices at once With ultra low lag The future starts now Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Kidding? It's not about muscle. Simple physics. Calculate the velocity V in relation to the trajectory T with G gravity, of course, remains
3: a (laughs) constant.
4: It's not complicated. Now, who are you again? George Costanza. Assistant to the traveling sector. You're the guy who put us
5: in that Ramada, Milwaukee. <laughs> want to talk about hotels? You want to win some ball
1: games. won the World Series. Six
3: games. <laughs> the Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marancy. We're kicking it live in Los Angeles. Throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159. i might 1090 ESPN Radio. What's up? Uh, SoCal. We got one of SoCal's legends in the house. With his Burger girl, Skakel. And uh, Earl, actually, you know what? Um, see, we're running the place here. We actually really are running the joint. Um, there's only us and another radio station, another show going on here right now the late night hours. So, Matthias, I actually asked. I was wondering. We got uh, we got like a TV actually. Not everybody's got. We're high rollers. We've got uh, we got a TV. See if we get the Olympics, get the uh, the the women's ice hockey game up. Women's ice hockey, Earl. We've got USA versus Canada. One of the great rivalries. And these are, like, the only two good women's ice hockey teams in the entire world. Big Earl Skakel in the house. What's up, Earl?
6: I mean, I don't even know why they bother having other teams. Like, it's always going to be U.S. And
3: no, Canada. there should be a medal for everyone else and just let these two play for the gold. Exactly.
6: I mean, maybe Russia uh, has...
3: Nah, Canada beat them 6-1, and they were, they were even wearing masks. Canada, the Canadian women were masks, and they still won 6-1. But how do they get these
6: teams from, like, Nigeria in the tournament?
3: Like, They don't. <laughs> no, there's uh what they actually do like you know so basically the men's ice hockey starts tomorrow right the men's no hockey they don't they don't have like all over the globe right that's the problem with women's that's the problem with women's hockey that it's there's only like six countries that are semi good at it and and then you get into the men's so china's uh playing um in, in the olympics yet it's all canadian and american dudes so but they never do this for any other country So it's like, well, they don't want to embarrass China, so they have 18 Canadians and 7 Americans. (laughs) It was like 11 Canadian dudes and 7 Americans. Basically, they hired ringers, and it was allowed so they don't get routed and humiliated, which, like, I don't know, you want to talk about rig, but they're still going to get routed. They're still going to lose. I mean, I don't know how China can have a hockey team, but
6: uh, I think Jim Pack, who was on the Pittsburgh Penguins in I don't know if he's still playing for them but
3: uh... Hey what about uh 1980 were you a big uh... Well no they do but they do but like I said they they're coming along. Like I said they've got 8 te- they got 8 nationals on the team. there there's 8 dudes from China on the team. There's uh there, there's actually 8 uh there's actually 8 dudes from China on the team. But it's just it's something to bring up actually for people going to be betting on this stuff because you're going to look and you're going to go oh look man this team is favored by this over China. China's probably not very good, yet as we stated, it's actually all Canadian and American dudes, and there's a couple of Russian dudes on the team as well. So we got uh, men's hockey, but men's hockey doesn't get the same pop without the National Hockey League players in the Olympics, right? If the if the NHL players were playing, would you be all fired up for this right now? Oh, 100 percent. But now, and the, now you don't care.
6: Now the rosters are AHL players, guys uh, at the end of the rope. So uh, I don't think whoever wins the gold it's not going to be a big deal for their country
3: no but the thing is it it should be it still is you know like does it matter who plays for it if you win a gold medal like if if a country wins hockey gold you want hockey gold whether it was an NHL player that won for it like to put it put it this way it would be a more of a massive accomplishment if the U.S. men's team this year won a gold medal in the Olympics than if a bunch of NHL players did it Like this, if they did this this year, this would be like the freaking miracle on ice, bro. It's not happening, but if it, like, it's not, you know, it would be like the miracle on ice because they really are. They're not, you know, I mean, they're, it would be a bigger accomplishment. I don't, I get it. It's more entertaining. And I understand people want to watch the pros and all this type of stuff, but I don't really care. Like, to me, the Olympics is never supposed to be about pro athletes not staying in the village, complaining about things, and, only going if it's convenient for them and it's in their host country. You know what I'm saying?
6: Well, I mean, I was around for 1980 and that is, to me, the single greatest sports upset ever. Yeah. And people still don't understand the magnitude of that, that was essentially a team of barely out of high school players beating the Russians. Yeah, bro-team.
3: they really were guys that, like, yeah, weren't good enough for the NHL. They were college kids. Like, they were some kid, yeah, they were just college kids. couple of them made it to the NHL after uh Jim Craig wasn't very good in the NHL, but great goalie made some big saves. Uh, Earl, that's just one of those magical, special sports stories like that. It's hard to duplicate the miracle on ice and what happened there at Lake Placid.
6: I don't think you'll ever see in any sport that happen because now with the pros involved. Yeah, it's not the same. It's just you're never going to get a team of just out of high school players beating a All pro. Right, so.
3: We asked, uh, we asked for men's ice hockey, and uh, we got Johnny Weir. Don't say anything, uh, Earl, please. Just you know, we'll, we asked for, we we, got the, we, we, want, we wanted ice hockey, but not figure skating.
6: You yeah, uh, know, uh, why don't
3: we put on RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, go back to, uh, let's go back to something else. <laughs> go back to ESPN. Nothing's gonna, gonna happen with us watching figure skating now. <laughs> or celebrity big brother. They said, little Celebrity Big Brother." Uh, they're running out of celebrities now. That like I tell you, what number one? But evidently, they must let you do drugs in that house now. I see they got uh, like uh, Todd Bridges and Lamar Odom in that place. Well, did you see Lamar Odom went doo-doo in his
6: pants in the bedroom?
3: He he. What on Celebrity Big Brother? Yeah, really.
6: He... And don't tell me there's not good TV on anymore.
3: (laughs) Don't tell me there's. That's yeah, you're right. You people complain. That's a good point. That's the best thing that's happened on TV in years, besides our shows. And. That didn't get him kicked out of the house?
6: Not yet. Not uh, yet, huh? Uh, who are these people? You, you've got Oscar De La Hoya's ex, you've got three people.
3: No, i Oscar De La Hoya's ex-girl. You've got
6: three people, I had to go who?
3: No, I don't know more than three of them are. Like I looked, I was like, all right, I know Lamar Odom, I know Willis, Todd Bridges. I knew there was the uh, queer eye for the straight guy, one of those guys. Carson like, Kressley. Uh, so uh, he, he's there. Mm-hmm. Then I was sort of like... Well, I watched RuPaul's Drag Race, so I knew Todd Rick Hall, okay. the choreographer. So I knew there was like uh, an Athletes' Alliance. I could hear... I was on my hotel the other night. It was one of those things in the background, and I heard the Athletes' Alliance on the show. I'm like, Athletes' Alliance? Lamar and who? Like, who's the other athletes?
6: I mean, the things Carson Kressley can do. He's pretty <laughs> athletic. <laughs>
3: That's a very good point. That's a very, very good point. Uh, Earl Skanko, what is... Uh, Canada 4-2 right now on the U.S. Uh, women. Uh, we're going to get into, um, we'll talk a little Super Bowl here. Earl's he's got a nice story for us, uh Super Bowl story related to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Save that for after, actually. I look, uh, I look forward to that. So, the the Bengals and the Rams, what do you think of the Super Bowl, Earl? Um, you're here in L.A. Are you, you're a Steeler fan, right? A huge oh, yeah, for through and through. Fan. But, do you, you know, do you pull for the Rams or Chargers or you just not care
1: about them?
6: I just want a good game. Uh, sadly, the Rams just don't have many marquee players. This is L.A. You've got to have a superstar—LeBron, Gretzky, and well,
3: oh, Odell Beckham's a pretty big star. He's on. Aaron the Donald's a pretty big star. <laughs> They've got like star Jalen Ramsey. But
6: uh, you know, Donald is a fairly boring personality. He, I don't think he's selling the game. And
3: oh, I hear what you're saying. Yes, but football players are all kind of. They're under the helmet, right? Look, if they win, if they win, they're going to be rock stars, right? It doesn't matter if they're celebrity. But they are loaded with football stars. I hear what you're saying as far as sort of the Hollywood angle of it, but what football player is. I mean, you don't get more flashy, really, than no O'Dell. Like, they don't, like, who's a bigger star, really? They So they have football stars. I get it. Not L.A. stars, though.
6: But in L.A., you have to sell the game outside of the game. You know, Aaron Donald. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. If he walked around Sunset Boulevard, obviously people go, "Who's that big guy?" But I don't think it'd be. Oh my God, that's Aaron Donald. Uh, so if they
3: win on Sunday, it will be. That's that's the whole point. It'll change for about two weeks. <laughs>
6: <No>. <laughs> because somehow the Rams and Chargers, they just haven't grabbed this city's attention. And you're right. You made a point with Mo probably would have been better if the Raiders uh Well, the Ra- the
3: Raiders were very, yeah, the Raiders were popular. They still are. But I think you're under, you're under selling. I get it. Listen, San Francisco, San Francisco brought fans in. But San Francisco, are going to bring fans in everywhere. That's what they do. And they have money, right? So they're willing to spend. But the Rams' growth, you can't expect them to be on the level of these other teams this quickly. Right? I mean, they were here before. Yet all those people are gone. That's like the John Wayne International Airport crew, right? Like, that was the old school. And it's not even, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. Like, you know, the old Disneyland and Orange County. Like, the Rams weren't really a Los Angeles team. It was more of an Orange Orange County thing. Like, the Raiders were in South Santa. The Raiders. I think you had the Rams. But the Rams, I remember in, in those days, though, it's only modern fans that are bigger jerks now. That are the fans are bigger jerks in which they gotta hate the other the same team in in the city type thing. Like I actually remember like going to Raider games in in the late '80s with all the nut jobs in LA, and that was like the peak of like Raider fan being nut job. And people were watching Rams games in the parking lot after and stuff. Or like if the Rams were on the East Coast, and people would be cheering for them. People were like Raider fans. They'd be like, Oh, I hope the Rams do well, man. And you know what I mean, like. Even me as a I'm a Dodger fan, we didn't hate the Angels. They weren't really a threat. You know what I mean? It was right. like yeah, Joe Torre was doing the games on TV. <laughs> it was like, you know what I mean? They were good. Uh, I used to like I was a Dodger fan, but I was like, hey, the Angel games on after. And I watched the Angel game. I didn't hate them. Like you know what I mean? It's sort of become this thing where like oh, you hate this. You gotta hate the other team. You gotta hate the other fan. You gotta hate everything. People are just full of hate. A lot of haters are all out there.
6: Well, I tell you. Ya- the love I have is for the guy who put NASCAR this week in South Central.
3: <laughs> were you down there for that?
6: I did go to it.
3: Did you really? All kidding aside, you were there. It
6: was amazing. Uh, NASCAR
3: is a great thing. So I mean, no, that's pretty cool. Actually, like you said, it's you imagine, like, someone bringing out into the executive board, all right, listen, guys, we've got a great idea for a NASCAR race. Yeah, where are we putting it? Watts. South yeah. Central. <laughs> They'll be like, what? No, but it turned out it looked, it, looked, wish, it looked great on TV.
6: It looked like a video game because it was a quarter-mile track and, uh, you know, the fan base. I went to just see what would happen after the event to see NASCAR fans roaming around <laughs> South Central. <laughs> Only four
3: stabbings. <laughs> that's, that's a light night. Right. No, that's
6: what I'm saying. <laughs> that's
3: a light night. Uh, it was NASCAR fans stabbing each other. Yeah, rival fans. <laughs> I mean,
6: it's like putting acting in porn. It just shouldn't work.
3: <laughs> NASCAR though does a great job of thinking outside the box with ideas like this. You know, they they put a race in a football stadium. They've taken football games and put them in a race track, and. Um, there's been a lot of talk about street races and stuff like that. NASCAR needs to get outside of it. You know that's why they're doing it, right? Well, listen, one of the things, and I've done all this stuff, Super Bowls and you know the championship games and stuff. We're live right now on Media Row, but one one thing I've never been to is the race in Sonoma. I want to go to the race, the NASCAR race in Sonoma, because it's the same thing. So it's like you're taking NASCAR and you're putting it in wine country with all these yuppies and rich people in the hills in Northern California. It's one of the most popular races. You get to see the NASCARs going up and down the hills and stuff. You get late, you're drinking red wine. You know what I mean? It's like it's the complete opposite of the Daytona 500. But yeah, road
2: racing. We'll break it down. Late this
3: is Sports Rage. Bring it.
4: That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com Active Cash.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh... Races, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
3: Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Quartz Rage. I am Renzi. We're kicking at Big girl Skate Club. Looking forward to hearing this uh, Stanley Wilson uh, story. Uh, should should be very, yeah, very interesting. I think girl has got stories about uh, the wrestler Virgil as well. He's got all kinds of stories. Steven Percy, uh, Virgil. Uh, we, we we can go on. I got to tell you, though, man, this, um, the the, your, the rat stuff really gets a big pop, dude. You got, a rat, you got a rat patch on a jean jacket, but you got uh, today the seller, tomorrow the world. Old school rat t-shirt, and you seem to get a lot of pop here. Do you get a lot of ladies, too, with this thing? Is that is it a chick magnet? Well, the
6: ladies that are uh, enamored with a rat shirt in 2022 are about 75 years old <laughs> and uh, pushing three bills.
3: <laughs> so, so you're uh, saying yes and yes. You're saying yeah, in other words.
6: I don't know if they're ladies, but uh, they could probably fill in for Cam Hayward next season. <laughs> well,
3: it's quite the look uh, you're rocking here. It's, it's very L.A.-ish. Uh, very, very L.A.-ish, uh, Earl. So, yeah, speaking of L.A., we're live uh, here. We're right across the street from the uh, the Crypt. Used to be the Staples Center, now the Crypt. And uh, I was out there earlier, beautiful uh, statue of Luke Robitaille. You know, when I walked up, I'm like, what, no Wayne? And then now uh, they got Luke Robitaille. L.A. loves Luke.
6: Luke was a uh, legend before Gretzky got here. He was in the purple and gold, and uh, I don't think Gretzky liked him, which is why he was traded to Pittsburgh. Man, should be a Marcel Dion. Oh, that's a guy who I grew up watching. The Triple Crown line, Charlie Simmer, married to a playmate. Oh, uh, well, yeah, Dave yeah, Taylor. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they were
3: a hell of a line. Those great uniforms, Marcel Dion. Like you said, great, great line. Great era of NHL uh, hockey, and... Uh, one of the greatest players ever. Marcel Dion. Yeah, just played in L.A. when nobody knows The late-night Management class. Kurtz will step up and in more literal skateboard on the other side. This is Portrait. Bring it.
4: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need like paying for parking that's the beauty of the active cash credit card it's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card that's real life ready terms apply learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh,